Thank you for listening to the Faith Free Lutheran Church Sermon Archive. Today's sermon for the second Sunday after Christmas, January 2nd, 2022, is preached by seminarian Joe Freck. If you have questions or comments regarding today's message, please call the church office at 612-824-5527 or visit our website at faithlutheran-aflc.org. Good morning again. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. I invite you to stand for our gospel and sermon lesson today. Our gospel lesson comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. I did not bring my bulletin over, so I'm not sure which page that's on in the Bibles, in your pew Bibles. But nonetheless, I continue reading in Jesus' name. Luke chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom. And when the feast was ended and they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey. But then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. And after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he, that is Christ, said to them, Why were you looking for me? Do you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and man. Here ends the reading of God's word. Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, these are your words, and your word is truth. I ask that you would sanctify us today in that truth, that you would convict us of sin in our lives where that is necessary, and that you would comfort and encourage us with the promises of your gospel. Amen. You may be seated. Our text today begins at the Feast of Passover. Now, Passover, as we all know, was started back in the time of the Exodus, when after God had put to death the firstborn of all of Egypt, he had passed over the nation of Israel, who had painted the blood of the goats on their doorstep. This was the festival to celebrate that miracle of God. This was the festival that they would repent of their sins, that they would sacrifice to God both for the forgiveness of their sins and to the praise and glory of God. And Jesus and his parents, our text said, went to this festival every year. 
because that was the requirements God laid out for his people. Every year they went to Jerusalem. Every year they were present for the sacrifice of the Lamb. Every year they go to the temple and worship God with the remainder of Israel. And so when Christ was 12 years old, they did as they did every other year. They went to Jerusalem, to the great temple of God. And after the festivities, after the sacrifices, after they worshipped Yahweh, they turned around and headed for home. And the reason I point this detail out to you is that though this is the first recorded thing of Christ outside of him being a baby, the event itself, going to the Passover festival, was not anything overly extraordinary or special. They did it every year. And so what was extraordinary and special here then was that Jesus was left in Jerusalem. Now, before you start thinking, man, how could Mary and Joseph be so neglectful, I want you to think of the culture of the time. And in the time, Mary and Joseph and the boy Jesus wouldn't have traveled just the three of them down to Jerusalem. They would have traveled with all of their family, all of their acquaintances. There would have been a large group of people traveling. And as humans do, some walked faster, some walked slower. And so there was always an agreed upon place where at the end of the day they would stop and they would wait for the whole party to catch up. And so Mary and Joseph then wouldn't have been concerned that Jesus wasn't walking right next to them. They would have expected to see him at the meetup place, at the place they were going to stop for the evening. And so it would have been then when they get to the meeting place, roughly the end of the day, a day away, they would have noticed that Jesus wasn't in the group. And so they did what any good parents would do. They hightailed it back to Jerusalem. They turned around and went back as fast as they could to find their son. And for Mary here then, I want you to think about this from the perspective of Mary just a little bit. This was the son whom she had been promised from God. This was the son whom the Holy Spirit had given her before she was even married to Joseph. This was the son because of whom the angel said, blessed are you among women. This is the son who was bowed to by shepherds and kings alike when he was born. 
This is the son whom Mary had been treasuring up these things in her heart. That's the end of our passage today, but then also the end of the Christmas story. The end of the prophecy of Christ that Mary received. Mary knew these things about Christ. And suddenly he was gone. Suddenly her 12-year-old child who she knew was something important, even if she didn't fully understand that he was the Christ, was gone. And so she went back to Jerusalem, frantically searching in the single largest city of the entire nation of Israel for three days to find her son. Panic likely setting in every step of the way. And then they found Jesus back in the temple. And they discovered him sitting among the leaders, the teachers, asking and answering questions and astonishing people. And in this passage is the first recorded words of Jesus. And the first recorded words of Christ are a confession. They are a confession that he is indeed the Son of God. They are a confession that he is indeed supposed to be in the dwelling place of God. Why do you search for me, he says? I must be in my Father's house. But yet this passage also then shows us that he was blessed even from a young age with wisdom and understanding. That he was obedient, even to his mother and his father on earth. And that he was right where he needed to be. Beginning then with the wisdom and the understanding, Christ was 12 years old. Now, parents in the room, I want you to think about when your kids were 12 years old. When I was 12 years old, I wasn't known for my wisdom and my understanding. When I was 12 years old, I thought it was a good idea to have my friend throw me off the roof of our trailer into the powdered snow below before checking if it was actually powder. And I could go on and on about how I was not the model of wisdom and understanding at 12 years old. Many of you parents can probably think your children probably weren't the model of wisdom and understanding at 12 years old. But then we contrast that with the boy Jesus, who though he was a human, this is most certainly true, He shared our body. He shared the temptations we are tempted to do. Wasn't a stupid 12-year-old. Instead, this boy Jesus was a model of wisdom 
and understanding. This boy Jesus was sitting in the temple for three days talking with the leaders of the temple, the teachers of the law, asking them questions and answering their questions, astonishing everyone who would have gathered around. And then further into his ministry, Jesus would do the same thing, wouldn't he? Jesus would go around on his earthly ministry, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching And people would gather around. And they would ask him questions. And he would likewise ask them questions. And they would be astonished. Who is this man that he would call himself the son of God? The wisdom and understanding of Christ was well known to even the leaders of Israel at that time. And as they watched this boy Jesus grow up, suddenly his wisdom and understanding wasn't a very cute thing anymore. Was it? It turned from astonishment. It turned from them being willing to have conversations with Christ. To them trying to catch him tripping up. It turned from them being willing to sit and talk to them trying to argue and debate. It turned from these leaders keeping an eye on Jesus until his parents showed up to keeping an eye on Jesus as he was executed. Yet, never once did Jesus stop in his wisdom and understanding. Never once did Jesus say, well, you know what, maybe I'm going to not give this truth. He spoke in parables, yes. But to those who understood the parables, it was still teaching of the truth. This wisdom and understanding that Christ was blessed with is a gift for us. Because in this wisdom and understanding that Christ was blessed with throughout his entire earthly ministry and beyond, we then see and know the mind and heart of God we then see and know the will of God. Next in our passage, we see that Jesus was obedient. The fourth commandment tells us what? Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth you. And this wise and understanding child of God knew that while he was in his earthly ministry, he was under the authority not just of God, but of Mary and Joseph, his earthly parents. 
And so Jesus was obedient to Mary and Joseph, his earthly parents. Though he taught them that day, yes, he is the Son of God. He must be where God is. Yet, he chose to be obedient to them. He chose to go back to Nazareth with them. He chose, in fact, to be obedient his whole life to the will of God and to his parents. And this obedience to God especially, his father, his heavenly father, but also the one who begot him, begat him. He was obedient to God, even to the point of death, Scripture tells us. Jesus was obedient to God that when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, He prayed, God, if it is your will, take this from me. But if not, then I bear it. Christ was obedient to God to the point that he was tried for an earthly crime he never committed. He was obedient to God that he suffered whips and nails and thorns. He was obedient to God to the point that he was crucified and given up. He was obedient to the point that he fulfilled his ultimate mission of taking the entire sin of the entire world on himself And dying for it. Though he had no guilt of his own. Though he had no trouble of his own. Though he had no sin of his own. Yet he took your sin on himself. And was obedient to die for that sin. And then just as Mary had been three days in Jerusalem searching for her son, so also Mary would spend three days in Jerusalem witnessing the resurrection of her son. Dear friends, the obedience of Christ is a gift this Christmas season because it was in his obedience that he chose to suffer and die for you. Finally then, Jesus was right where he needed to be. Because when Jesus' parents were looking for him, he revealed that I must be in my Father's house. That I must be here because God must dwell with His people.
Dear friends, you are now in the house of God. The church, the congregation of believers makes a house for God where Christ is pleased to dwell. After all, Christ promises you that where two or three are gathered in his name, which we are, there also Christ is with us and among us, giving us his gifts. Dear friends, God is not present in our emotions and our feelings. He's with us, this is true, but that's not where we go to find God, is it? No, instead, Christ reveals himself to us in the word of God and in the house of God. God reveals himself to us so that when we go searching for him, we will find him exactly where he must be, exactly where he has promised to be, exactly where he has revealed himself to be. So that even on those days when we feel like absolute garbage, even on those days where you can't even bear to look someone in the eye because of the guilt that's within you, even on those days when you see everything going wrong, Christ is with you. Revealed in his word, revealed in his church forgiving you your sins, cleansing you from all unrighteousness, granting you peace in your troubled times. So when we go looking for Jesus, we know where to find him. Christ, our wise, understanding God, the obedient Savior who came for us, the Son of God who has revealed Himself to us, is with us today. And we can rejoice in that truth. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, it will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus now and forever. Amen.